Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. And happy Monday, January 8, 2023. Welcome to Elijah Streams. I'm your host, Steve Schultz, founder, along with my wife, both ElijahList.com here, which is the written portion of what we're doing. And then, uh, uh, of course, we both are co-founders of Elijah Streams. And things are hopping. We're doing really good. Now, let me make a quick announcement. Um, We continue to grow one person at a time. And we just recently hired a person for it's a what what they're going to do is a combination of running the show that I call engineering the show. Uh, So usually uh, the show is being engineered by Emily. You'll hear me say, hey, Emily, this or Emily, that. It's that person that runs it, changes the who's talking, uh, changes the graphics on the screen. So it's a combination. We're looking for another person so that these two people can be cross-trained. So we're looking for a person who can run the show, engineer it, that is, video editing, some of those video uh, skills from home, or then they help produce the show, which which to me and to us means you help book the guests. Uh, you know, we, we work as a team, and who, here's who we want to invite for this show. And we're working on our third show. We haven't, we haven't quite announced it um, officially uh but we're going to announce it just really really soon when we tell you what the name is and we'll get you set up for that it'll be our third show uh right now elijah streams is the daily show and then elijah fire as well uh we don't promote that as much as we should but elijah fire is also on uh, youtube and rumble and a couple of other places it's a little bit of a younger audience but jeff is a great host and uh, he and illumination run that show uh, together and illumination is their um, video is is their producer i actually don't know who engineers that show maybe it's maybe that's emily too I, I forget. anyway i want um, oh it says uh, or jeff runs that now if you want to um, there's the thing elijahstreams.com slash careers if you want to be that combination engineer running the show from home one one day a week it's, it would be a full-time position or helping produce the show. We'll keep you busy. Um, it's we, we pay our people pretty well, and we're pretty flexible on some things. But, you know, the shows are important. Uh, go to that website and fill it out and, and then uh, sell yourself while we're doing it. I don't know if they have the ability to, to insert a photo. I always think it's a good idea to put a photo, but uh, I don't know if that one allows it at that website. But uh, I just think that's always been good for them. Michael says they can put a photo in there. So that's always good. You put a a resume and all that. And I see where I said Michael said that. He's running the show in the background today because Emily can't. Her internet's down at her home. So we had to go to the next guy. So we want people um, who are uh, subbing for each other, for vacations, for different shows, for the internet's down somewhere. We've got to have it run from a different city and state. So it's a pretty good company to work for. Most of the people have worked for us for many years. Um, several of them, one who runs my day-to-day operation, um, Dennis and Kathy Wilhelm have been working for us for 20 years. Working for um, myself is like, I guess that's how I'd say it. My wife and I do it, but she doesn't run the day-to-day. Uh, but anyway, I, I digress. All right, so be sure and fill that out. And uh, I we are now in a very motivated uh, situation to get that second person on. 
So don't delay first come first serve, first come first viewed, whatever, but uh, sell yourself and maybe you'll enjoy coming on as a new team member of Elijah stream. So, all right, now we're going to run two clips back to back and use the word clip loosely. Uh, we're going to, the one little uh, two and a half minute spot is talking about our clip channel that I never really ever talk about because we just are so busy with the show. We want to remind you how the clip channel runs. So we're going to run that and then we'll have a, a spot of reminding people about donating to the well. So let's run those back to back. Here we go. First of all, what you're gonna to wanna to do is go into the YouTube search bar and type Elijah Clips. You can also do this on Rumble as we are on both platforms and the same content is featured on both. After that, you're gonna to wanna to click the Elijah Clips channel. Once you've navigated to the channel on Rumble, you're going to have to search for what you're looking for. As there is no feature, for playlists or keyword searches directly from the channel at this point. However, if you're on YouTube, you have many more options available to you. If you want to go ahead and search for a specific video or a specific topic, you can use the search bar over here. What this will allow you to do is type in any keyword or phrase that you want to look for and find a video. For example, if you're curious about pets and whether or not they go to heaven and whether or not they could talk to you there, just go ahead and simply type in pets in the search bar. After you've done that, you'll see that a lot of videos have come up as a result of that keyword search. Now, if you're more into the idea of looking for a specific profit to see all of the content we have on them and all of the words that they've given, you can go ahead and click the playlists tab. What this will allow you to do is see all of the playlists that we keep organized for you. These playlists are all of our guests that we've ever had on Elijah Streams, Elijah Fire, and more for you to be able to see exactly what you're looking for. For example, if you wanted to search any specific profit, you'll click the playlist tab and scroll down until you navigate to the one you're looking for. Once you've arrived at a certain profit that you're looking for, you'll be able to see all of the content we have for that specific profit in a nice and simple list view layout. So you can pick exactly what you want. At the end of each video, you'll notice that each video has a date. This date is the day in which the show was aired on Elijah Streams or Elijah Fire. Now, if you wanna see that clip and decide, hey, I'd really like to see the full stream of that, you can navigate to the description of that video and find the original air date as well as a link to the full show so you can't miss anything from that show if a certain clip really did intrigue you. May God bless you and we'll see you all real soon back to the clip channel. Thank you. Clean water comes to Zimbabwe, Africa. Hi, my name is Tumezo Ninjovu. I'm a pastor and a church planter. In 2005, we planted a church at a place called Inyati. And as we were preaching, a witch doctor gave his life to the Lord. And that gave birth to the church that we drilled the ball on. And this is just something outstanding, something that will propel our vision and gospel even further. This community, as I speak, is a different community and will never be the same. Everyone is talking about it. Yesterday, school children came in numbers. 
to witness the drilling. And today we installed the pump. We saw the water coming. People are just happy talking about it everywhere. This is something new in this community. They've been traveling like uh, 16 kilometers to get some water, but now it's a matter of uh, opening the tap. We put the tap for the community and the tap for the church that they'll also grow some vegetables there. Our community now knows the love of the Lord. I want to express my gratitude to Steve and Elijah Stream for the support you are giving to our communities. All gifts are valuable, but water is life. Thank you so much. May the Lord continue to resource you. Amen. Would you consider giving towards the drilling of water wells? Donate online, elijahstreams.com slash donate. Or mail a check today to Elijah Streams. 525 2nd Avenue, Southwest, Suite 629, Albany, Oregon, 97321. All right, and thank you so much for uh, donating into the wells, um, and we appreciate that very much. Okay, time to to uh, bring on Johnny Enlo Unfiltered. So here we go, Johnny. 49 hours, declaring it a riot. My message hasn't changed. You are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. You must from now on target darkness in your society. We are almost there. The pain is for the awakening. The awakening is for your children. So Johnny, we get to see you uh, two days closer together because you didn't you weren't there last Monday, so we had you what was it Friday? Or Thursday? It was Thursday. I can't because of the new New Year. Yeah, off so day there. So yeah, so it's nice to have you. Uh, it feels like you're more often. I guess technically it's not more often, but uh, anyway, uh, we're doing really good with your channel. You know, you are probably you know over the course of the months, you are probably the most watched person because number one, you're on every single week, and uh, and you're very very popular. And man. People want to know what Johnny says. So I appreciate you very much, Johnny. So we're going to be getting together in March, just hang out with you guys. So that'll be fun to get back be. out there. So, well, listen, you've got to tell people what the title of this is. I don't know if they put it on the uh, description. I think you're right. I, I should have put it in front of me. Seven I am statements for the seven mountains in 2024. Seven I am statements from Jesus. Wow. Okay. Get to that in just a moment. There's really. This is hot bread, fresh revelation. <laughs> Out of the press. I have never shared it um, anywhere. And so this is stuff the Lord has uh, released for right now for 2024 for us. And so, um, you know, we're going we're gonna to go over um, his statements. You know, I am the bread. I am the light. We'll get to that in just a second. I want to just um, opening, just say um, that. You know, I'm aware there's so much going on. We're aware so much going on. There's the Epstein reveal and all the oh yeah, yeah the things we talked about that just a few days ago. And there's world finances developing in another way. And there's tons going on. We could talk about it, but this is intentionally going to be not a program for that because, um, like the dust, the disciples. We know there's a story when. There's a storm that came. So we are, we're, we're currently, you know, we're, we're in a storm. 
Yeah, for sure. That's that's the truth. Magnified, intensified, and it's harder to really see straight sometimes, depending Mm -hmm. how much of it you're seeing and where you're at. And so like the disciples, if we can't find Jesus, if you remember when they were in the boat and, you know, the more they studied the storm, the more fearful they became. So there's a point where we have to be able to find Jesus in it all. And we're going to go into finding Jesus kind of mountain by mountain and a little bit of an overview uh, format. But I think it's just uh, important for us and it's going to be something uh, really good for our our hearts and our spirits and our soul. Um, And also, let I just check these things off so they're not on my uh, radar while I'm trying to speak. I did. I, what I do from time to time on my Facebook, Steve, is um, I invite the nameless, faceless seers and prophets to uh, share what the Lord's given them. And since we yeah, start, I've done that, and I appreciate that because it's it, and yeah, when you do that, and, and I, if I'm aware of it, I like to get over there and see what they're all saying. Okay. You know, if so, you get a chance, I, I was I looked at about a hundred uh, today. There are hundreds and hundreds of of comments, visions, dreams. And um, it's on Facebook, Johnny and Elizabeth Enlow. And so that is just something where the body is feeding the body, you know. And so you can tell the ones that have many, 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 many likes. It means it really resonated with a lot of people. It doesn't for sure mean it was the most anointed, but it did mean it resonated with the most people. So there's value in looking at it there. But for further nourishment and further being strengthened in the Lord, um, just let you all know that that's there and that's available. So uh, getting to the seven I am statements. And so I'm just going to uh, mention the seven to start with and and then go to an intro scripture. And then we'll go, um, we'll say, I am by I am. We, you're saying, what do you mean by I am? Well, Jesus, for instance, in John 6, he said, I am the bread of life. And then in John 8, I am the light of the world. And then in John 10, I am the door. And then in John 10, also, I am the good shepherd. And then I am the resurrection in life. And then I am the way, the truth, and the life. And I am the vine. And and we're going to have, you know, the the basic simple, um, uh, we'll say, presentation of it available to you in the comments and and somewhere but we're going to uh, go into that in an application uh, per mountain. For those of you who understand, who listen to me a lot, you understand the seven mountains or media, economy, government, education, family, arts, entertainment, religion. And so there is an understanding that the kingdom of God is designed to show up in every one of these areas of society. And what we don't have anything other than who he is. And so this is really insightful for us. There's revelation on who he is. And there's an application um, and again, I'll say it, uh, I'll say it briefly. So, and, and then we're going to get into some more. I am the bread of life, um, has to do with God in the mountain of economy. I am the light God as creator mountain of arts and entertainment. I am the door God as King mountain of government. I am the good shepherd God as Papa mountain of family. I am the resurrection in life. God is savior or redeemer mountain of religion. I am the way, truth, and the life. God is communicator, mountain of media. And I am the vine, mountain of education. God is teacher. So the association for us today is 
you know, it keeps getting confirmed. We've spoken to this on Thursday, Steve, and you've been getting just many of the prophetic words, whether they're on Elijah streams or coming in on Elijah list, is you're seeing this heading of year of open doors. In some way or another, open doors are being talked about over yeah. and over and over. And so these relate to that. In fact, as you heard me say, number three was I am the door of the sheep. And so it's um, it's uh, one of the specific names he gives himself that he is the door of the sheep. And so all other doors that we're looking for, whatever doors of favor, blessing, opportunity, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, they come out of being properly, uh, we'll say, aligned with the door, with him as the door. And and the passage I want us to start with looking before we go into, into those seven is um, John chapter 6 and verses 16 this is what the Lord, this is the part that's the hottest off the press, we'll say. The Lord just gave that to me in the last hour or two. And we'll see the application for us in 2024. It's very, uh, it's not, it's general truth, of course, but there is, it's truth for right now, right in the midst of the situations that we find ourselves, the world finds itself in. And, um, if, and so that's fine. You can go to that scripture. I'll begin reading it. Now, when the evening came, his disciples went down to the sea, got into the boat, and went over the sea toward Capernaum. And it was already dark, and Jesus had not come to them. Then the sea arose because a great wind was blowing. So when they had rowed about three or four miles, they saw Jesus walking on the sea and drawing near the boat, and they were afraid. But he said to them, it is I, do not be afraid. Then they willingly received him into the boat. And immediately the boat was at hand where they were going. Now, those four verses there are full of so much revelation and insight, but we're going to have to point it out because it doesn't just, uh, it doesn't jump out. Oh, yeah, I mean, I, I've heard that a, a, a whole lot of times. I love the story. So he walked on the water. They were afraid. Then he came in. And then they were suddenly, yeah, but no one's ever paused uh, just until this day to say we're going to, Get all this revelation from the Lord. Good for you, Johnny. So, well, let's get the let's let's do it. So, it's okay. we want it, again application for now today. We want it to be a present living Rama word. It starts out with uh, it was already dark. So here are the disciples. They're in the boat and they're looking for Jesus, and it's already dark. And so, uh, what does it mean when it's already dark? It's hard to see. So again, we're trying to personalize this for today for where we're at. It's already dark means it's hard to see. Yeah. We're in a time where it's hard to see. Uh, and Jesus had not come to them. So he was behind schedule. There's delay. So it's hard to see, and there appears to be delay. Those describe the realities of our, our day. And in the midst of that, it says the sea arose. So the sea arose means there's upsetting events. Um, if the sea arises a lot, you could say it's a tsunami. Um, because it arises too much. And a great wind was blowing. Obviously, this is an adverse wind. So, uh, you know, embrace the application for, for you if it applies. Hard to see. There's delay, upsetting events. There's an adverse uh, wind, and you're looking for Jesus. And then that verse 19, so when they had rowed about three or four miles, they saw Jesus walking on the sea drawing near the boat, and they were afraid. Why are they afraid? Because they didn't recognize it was Jesus. So he was actually close. Application for us. He's walking close, 
we don't see him. We see something moving. We can't tell it's him and we're afraid. And so he says to them, verse 20, it is I, do not be afraid. Then they willingly received him into the boat. And this is uh, uh, just beautiful. And immediately boat, the boat was at the land where they were going. So what's the application there? Well, where it says in verse 19, so when they had rowed about three or four miles, this you'll find these in the notes of your Bibles, depending what Bibles you have, that if they had rows, rowed about three or four miles, they would have been about halfway to Capernaum. So they're about halfway to their destination, and it's, it's delay, it's circumstances aren't what they want. They can't see Jesus. They see a movement. They don't know. And, but then they willingly received him into the boat. That's why when he becomes the door, he becomes the focus. So received, willingly received him, that, that's an intentionality. That is, the problem is solved, not just if you see him, but you invite him into your boat, into your circumstance, into your waves. So it's all about him. It's not figuring out how to calm the waves down. It's about getting Jesus in your boat. And when it says, and immediately the boat was at the land where they were going. That means the moment he got in, it's not even that it wasn't, it didn't stop being dark. It didn't stop being wind. Well, or, yeah. It was, they were at their destination immediately. So this is an application for us. Why we're going to, when we go through these seven faces of God, if you want to say, seven aspects of Jesus, seven descriptions of Jesus, all in the book of John, the I am's, there is an invitation, even mountain by mountain, to see him and invite him in. And when he comes into your boat, it's, uh, it's, he has this capacity to get you where you're going because it was their destination. They got to their destination immediately once he was in the boat. So this is just a, a tremendous word for all of us uh, right now from the Lord. And again, I've never given it and never seen it before until he just showed it to me like well, an hour ago. I mean, if we really stop and think about for a minute what that would have looked like. Jesus puts one foot in, then he puts the other foot in, and he says, all right, let's <laughs> unload this boat. They're there already. They don't even, he doesn't even sit down. It didn't say he got comfortable. And then they, he says, he puts his other foot in and okay. And it means three or four miles are covered. Suddenly he gets in and the other half of the journey is taken care immediately. So this is part of the focus for us today is as we're in 2024, a year of a lot, a lot going on, stormy circumstances, uh, seas rising, um, wind blowing. uh, You know, it seems there's delay things. You get the irony of the situation. Jesus seems to have delayed, but he actually gets them there quicker than they imagined. So those are those are promises uh, for us tied into the rest of what we're going to go into. So it, it, what I love about this is Jesus had not come to them, and it says, and the sea arose. If Jesus had not come. We know even the pictures they were showing even from Japan, the recent earthquake, is the sea rises when there has been an earthquake. But ultimately, who's coming in? on this tsunami is Jesus. That could have been, if we did this for the whole message of the whole thing, we could have said Jesus coming in on the tsunami. Um, But he came in on the tsunami and accelerated things uh, for them. So anyway, I just thought that was a- Very good, very, very good, yeah, man. A wonderful thing. So now let's go, we're gonna go, um, 
the I am by I am. And we're going to go right in the order that uh, they showed up to John. So we're going to uh, we're going to start with I am the bread of life, which is John six and verse thirty five. And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger and he who believes in me shall never thirst. Now, we also want to get the context of when this is being said. We already know, if you're following with me, that it was just verses earlier where he's doing this walking on the sea and accelerating them getting to their destination. Prior to that, what this is all about is, if you start John chapter 6, is feeding the 5,000. It's an economic miracle where they're needing to feed 5,000 plus women and children. And so there's the five loaves and two fishes that supernaturally take care of the crowd. And there's 12 baskets left over. So we're connecting into the economy of heaven that as we obey, what they find out is as they obey, they're first shocked. They think they don't have enough. And he says, what's in your hand, essentially. And so they they was like, well, we got five loaves and two fishes. He says, that'll do it. So there is, uh, we're looking at him. Jesus, when he says, I am the bread of life, we want to look at him today as Jesus, as revealing God as provider. Jesus as provider, he is God. So you can say it's Jesus as provider or Jesus revealing God as, as provider. Because the context here was right after feeding the 5,000 and, and, you know, it lets us know, even when he's talking to them afterwards in verse 32, he says uh, of uh, John 6, then Jesus said to them, most assuredly, I say to you, Moses did not give you the bread from heaven, but father gives you the true bread from heaven for the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. So he's given them another spiritual lesson about who's the true bread, but it's like Moses was also making provision available, the manna. So God is provider. Uh, God as the source of provision, Jesus as he who does that. Uh, um, And this is, again, the context is right after getting into the boat, he's teaching them about that he is the bread of life. So, And and Johnny, I want to, I've come to this scripture many, many times, and I always get stuck on this point, and this may be pulling you off, and I don't mean to do that more than a minute here, but every time I read that scripture about, oh, you'll never thirst again, especially that one, sometimes never hunger. That doesn't make any sense to me because we're taught that, you know, that as we draw closer and closer, our hunger for him grows, our thirst grows. And and I don't understand why he would say you'll never thirst again when we were supposed to wake up in the morning thirsting for more of him, like it was like a dry and thirsty land. It's all in the Psalms. I know this isn't your subject, but can you explain that better than I'm able to get it? Well. It, just the quickest because it is not. It's, it's not your point for today. But yeah. You never thirst again for anything else because he is who you've been looking for. Is that the point? Yes, that's the point. Okay. We have a homing device in our heart for him and we thirst. We try. There's the very practical, the messages that come out, you know, people that give their testimony. I tried getting rich. I tried women. I tried you yeah, know, I see. Alcohol. I tried everything, and all the other drinks that you can drink of are not satisfying. And then you never thirst again for him because he is the one that satisfies all. So okay, that's good. Yeah, that helps so that's a lot. Expanding, no, no. That's expanding the provision, but we are giving the application um, that 
you know, he is the door in 2024 okay. and he is the one you want to see in your boat. And if your boat is on the mountain of economy and you need to know he is the bread of life and okay. um, the insight there, again, the bread of life is, is a message all on its own, but on the back heels of uh, telling you about how he fed 5,000 with bread and he did so supernaturally, it's this ability to use what you have and, and, and cause, as you bring it to him, he causes a supernatural, uh, miraculous abundance to come out of it. It goes beyond good. logic, goes beyond, you know, uh, if you work your, you know, if you figure out, well, if I work 40 hours, I'm going to make this much. If I work 80 hours, then I do twice that. When you work with him, it's very different. You do based on his instruction, his orders and um, he's never embracing laziness, but on the other hand, he can shorten your workload just like the disciples. It's like, okay, let me just break that and thank the father. And as he did that, and he had them sit in groups of 50, there's all kinds of revelation into having them sit in groups already, be prepared for the miracle. And then in his hand, when he's invited into the process, this is, this is kind of the message we're going to hit over and over, inviting him into your process in every area of society. So because we're going to uh, um, have so many to hit, we're just going to uh, move a little quicker okay. uh, from that number one into, um, well, you know what, while we're there, I'm just, because it's just, it will fill your soul because it's um, your spirit. It's still John 6, where he mentions it again. It's uh, verse 41. It says, the Jews complained to him because he said, I am the bread which came down from heaven. And then he um Furthermore, if you go to verse 48, I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the man in the wilderness and are dead. This is the heaven which comes from down. This is the bread which comes down from heaven that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I shall give is my flesh, which I shall give for the life of the world. And, um, We'll, we'll leave it there. It's more expansive than what we're just talking to you by being the bread of life. He's letting you know that he is there for whatever is, uh, is needed. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. But there is an application for him as provider, source, provider, and God as providers who you need to know and see on the mountain of economy for your assignment there and invite him in whatever state, you know, back application of the other. If your world of economy right now is you're in this boat and you have adverse circumstances, you can't see very well, you don't know the timing. Should we invest here? Should we not? Uh, he seems to be delaying and it's dark and there's waves. There is this, uh, he's walking close. And so just make sure to do the intentional thing of inviting him into your boat and he can accelerate things supernaturally where they don't, where they don't make sense. So let's go with number two. I am the light of the world. Uh, that will be John chapter eight and verse 12. I will read. Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of the world. So this is uh, where we're invited to look as God as creator. Uh, God as the spark of light. We know the scriptures start with Genesis 1-1 in the beginning. Uh, he said, let there be light. It all starts with light. So 
This is another, you know, in our books on the seven mountains, the one we've been recommending in recent times as well, rise. It's, it's looking at seven aspects of who he is, not just seeing him as, um, you know, he who saves you. We love that. But in heaven, as I say often, we're not just going to walk around and say, Jesus saves. We're going to acknowledge all these other aspects of who he is, how he is creator, how he is provider, how he is, uh, you know, he's Papa. He's, re- you know, all these things mm. that we're going to be looking at, at today. So the context that this is happening in, in John chapter eight is this was during the celebration of the Feast of Tabernacles. And um, and so he's he's saying, follow me and have the light of life, the creative spark. And we want to understand, we want to look at him as he is creativity. He is creator and he is creativity. We have just passed John chapter two as well. And not in our talk today, but that's where his, he performed his first miracle, which could be said to be one uh, on the mountain of celebration. That's in our the mountain of arts entertainment. We also call it the mountain of celebration, that we have a God who loves celebrations, has time and provision for celebration. He has time for anniversaries and weddings and birthdays, and that these are enough of a priority that he changed his schedule for miracles uh, in John chapter 2 and made it his first miracle, not when he's preaching, not when he's saying the spirit of the sovereign Lord's upon you, not when he's offering salvation, but when his mom says, son, this is a wedding and this is an embarrassing uh, moment because they didn't get enough wine. They have invited everybody. This is a huge wedding and this is going to not be a celebratory wedding. And so Jesus looks at her and said, woman, it's not my time. It's like they had talked about when he would start his ministry. It was not going to be here. And but he's the God who showed up to allow them to celebrate. And so he didn't perform any other miracles. He didn't offer salvation. He didn't preach anything. He just did the miracle. He just made um, and made it a good time for them. And and mm-hmm. so we want to see I am the light of the world. We know that in, in so many contexts, you know, light eradicates darkness and all that. But one of, uh, you know, if you look up the definitions of light, one of them, well, even you look up to light up. Light up means to cause a person's eyes or face to become animated with joy. So this is even Feast of Tabernacles is where we celebrate him tabernacling with us, his living with us, not just visiting us. So he's letting us know. He let us know in the first one, he's the God of provision. Here he's the God of creation, the creativity, and the God who wants to see us have a spark of joy in our faces with the things Mm. he provides. And the example was even uh, again, his very first miracle was was done for that. So receive him as the light of the world as well and understand he is the God of joy and the God of creativity as it relates mm-hmm. to that. So I think we'll move on uh, from, from that. There's always more, but we've got to get through seven. So we yeah. can't hang on. That's why I wanted to give you the scriptures as well. Each one of these are just worth, you know, uh, we want to be filled the whole goal it tells us about 214 is the whole earth being filled with the knowledge of the glory of God as the waters cover the sea. When you look into these nuances of who he is and how he is, this is the glory of who he is. And it's as we nourish ourselves on who he is, then when we see the storms, when we see the situations, we know to invite him in our boat and then he accelerates us and gets us to our, our destination. So number three, I am the door. Of the sheep, he says, and that's John chapter 10, just a couple more chapters ahead. And I'm going to read 
there. Then Jesus said to them again, most assuredly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All whoever, we're going to read through verse 10. All whoever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door, says it again. So there's double door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they have may have it more abundantly. This is such a powerful scripture. And, and again, we want to, I took note there that he twice calls himself uh, the door and he's the door of the sheep. And I have put this and we'll explain in a moment why it connects to the mountain of government. So particularly think of this, not exclusively, but if you have an assignment on the mountain of government, I am the door of the, sh- uh, of the sheep. And this is where we see him as king. You can say Jesus reveals God as king. We saw him as provider first, God as creator second. Now here, God as king. And he explains the context was that as he's here for his sheep, this is the only way. He's the only one that keeps him safe from thieves and robbers, that essentially all government has all government without him operates as thieves and robbers. I think we found that out. If you don't have, uh, if you're not motivated by a kingdom value, you end up just being one who uh, finds your your place in being a thief and robber. This is pretty much the history of, of humanity. Hmm. And so that verse nine, though, is uh, so insightful. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, there's two things that happen. He will be saved. So it's about being saved and we'll go in and come out and find pasture. So that's insightful for us, this thing of uh, finding pasture, that he doesn't just want us getting saved. It's not just about signing on the dotted line, having Mm. your ticket into eternity, but he gives you a pasture. And this is what he provides. And this is what's been missed often by those who have not understood the seven mountain messages you want to understand what's the pasture he has provided uh, for you. And in, in, in that pasture, you know, there are opportunities for career, ministry, family. There's a pasture that he provides for you. He's our king. And from his perspective, when he comes, he's not just asking for somebody to say the prayer, but he wants you to recognize the pasture that he's made available for you. The assignment, the place you will eat, you will nourish from and where you will nurture from. And, and, um, and then that verse 10, it, it, compl- it just completes the thought, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. So we want to understand we have a king, God as king, our king, mountain of government, the way he rules is he comes to give us life, eternal life, but he also wants us to have abundant life. He wants us, uh, um, you know, the people who have trouble when we say wants us to prosper, we know that you can lean on that excessively and, and act like that's the only thing he wants us to do. That's why that's one of the representations, not the only one. Um, but if, if poverty were a value, it would exist in heaven. And so um, at no time are we ever promised poverty in heaven. So uh, you know, can you explain why what point are you making there? I said, I, I'm actually taking it in. I'm going, wait a minute. Why are we even making this a point? <laughs> but you're saying, go uh, ahead and elaborate on that. Cause that's, uh, that really makes your brain kind of work. doesn't yes. it? Well, you just look at number one, all 
God's friends in the Old Testament, whether you look at Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, David, David was, if you understood the talents of gold, he had what it translated into. I did it one time back then. It was like $8 billion. And, yeah. and so his, his friends will go to his friends were wealthy. doesn't mean if you're not wealthy, you're not his friend. We, we can't conversely say that. And he also warns of, you know, the pursuit of money, the love of money is uh, the root of all kinds of evil, as he will say. So that goes into a whole message we could give. But out of it, there's been this religious spirit that is essentially taught that poverty is holiness, uh, as if it's uh, a virtue. And if such as take such as taking a vow of poverty, for instance, that's supposed to make you extra holy. Right. And sort of a Mother Teresa thing. Well, and if the, the point I'm making is if poverty were a virtue, we would hear about it existing in heaven. And we don't. No, I'm just saying, I'm just agreeing with you, but I'm saying, and I'm not picking on the Catholics because we do it too. We, we, but Catholics and Protestants alike, many of them say, God really values if I take a vow, a, a, a vow of poverty, either directly or. I'm not going to go after money my whole life. I'm going to stay poor so that I, you know, blessed are the poor in spirit. I I see your point. You're making a very obvious point. Yeah. And obviously there's a, teaching, a balanced teaching we could accompany it, which would be like, again, that's why I say if, if you live on this, there's ministries and teachers that live exclusively on this point that God wants you wealthy and and he wants you to have abundant life and it's out of balance if that's your only message that's just okay. the reality because okay. he tells us to take up our cross and follow him paul the apostle said i know how to be abased i know how to abound he was a businessman but he knew how to be on both sides of it so there's a point where that's not supposed to be uh, the driving force in our life is like well if i'm not uh if, if i'm not economically rich then i'm somehow out of sync with the lord because there could be a season where you're called um, not because of the vow. The problem with the vow of poverty is you've identified that as a, a, a spiritual um, virtue. And yeah. so therefore you do that. And we're just like, sorry, you get to heaven. There's going to be no poor people. There's going to be, you know, just let that uh, rub you wrong. Whoever it does out there, there are no poor people in heaven. There is nothing. Uh, everything is extravagant. Everything's over the top abundant. That's the example of Jesus, all his provision miracles, including the one we talked about, his very first one, the provision for turning the water into wine. He turned it, you know, the amount of wine was over 150 gallons after the wedding was, you know, half, two thirds done or whatever. And so in every one of his miracles, that same miracle, we just looked at five loaves, two fishes. It wasn't, and there was just enough to go around. No. 12 baskets left over, and it doesn't say, and with that, they were able to feed the poor. No, he makes his point over and over that he is the more than enough God, not the just enough. He's not the just enough God. He's the more than enough God. So that's part of his kingship. That's how he rules. We'll fully be able to tell how he rules once we see his central home in heaven, and we will be aware of the abundance. But if we don't have a correct perspective of him, then we don't know how to go through the doors. This is the year of the doors and the open doors. If 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 you don't know who he is, then you won't go through his his doors. You'll you'll think they're a wrong wrong door sometimes. It's, if you've grown up excessively uh, 
you know, as Steve just mentioned, whether it's, I could have mentioned how I grew up, but also you will say certain Catholic theology that, you know, you say no all the time to resources and that's not what we're trying to do. So anyway, he's the God who gives us, he saves us and then he gives us a pasture opportunities and he wants us to live life abundantly. And so this is who you, this is who you are to look for in 2024. Again, I, I just feel like the Lord really wanted me to, not only last week when we talked about it now, we're landing the year of the open doors. What are the open doors towards? What would be kingdom open doors? And so yeah. we've identified him as provider, as creator, as king. Number four, let's go to um, John chapter 10, verse 11. It's actually the next verse where he says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. Actually, I'm going to read it through 18. But a hireling who he is not the shepherd, he who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. Mm. And the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. <clears throat> the hireling flees because he is a hireling and does not care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd. You know, I just have to pause there. I'm just like, even with scandals going on right now. Yeah. And there, there's so much more to go into on this, how, you know, as he expresses what kind of shepherd he is, he's the good shepherd. Number one, be aware that he doesn't call himself the stern shepherd. Mm. I am the good shepherd. And so he's a, he's a good shepherd. And then his first self-definition is not one who's there to make sure the sheep aren't going astray. His first thing there is he's chasing wolves off. And and um, and then when the wolves come and cause the sheep to scatter, he's there. And, you know, he's not one that in the middle of, uh, we'll say, church scandals that decides to go quiet and run off and just leave the sheep to bath mm. and figure it out. He's in there. The hireling flees because he's a hireling. Telling there's many people not speaking where they should be at certain places in the body of Christ. So we won't land this. People know when it's applicable. The hireling flees because he's a hireling. If they know it could cost them money if they make a statement in the right direction, if they're going to lose views or income, uh, they won't do so and does not care about the sheep. We'll just leave. We could go. We'll not go there, Steve, even though our temptations to go there. But yeah, <laughs> I am the good so shepherd. So many rabbit trails facing us. <laughs> I am the good shepherd and I know my sheep and am known by my own. I love that. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and am known by my own as the father knows me. So I know the father and I lay down my life for the sheep. Actually, the other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them I also must bring and they will hear my voice and there will be one flock and one shepherd. Therefore, my father loves me because I lay down my life that I may take it again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down. I have power to take it again. This command I have received from the Father. All these are so much, are worth so much more digging into uh, yeah. on your own. But this thing, this thing of I am the good shepherd, because we're going mountain by mountain. You know, the first one's mountain of economy, the mountain of celebration and arts, mountain of government. Now this is mountain of family where he reveals himself as Papa. We can say when he's talking about himself as shepherd, he's talking, he's, he's uh, revealing who he is as father, Papa, I like to say. And, um, and sometimes fathers, depending how you grew up, but it can be it feel distant and separate and pop up. Ideally, well, on the shepherd there, you weren't so you weren't making 
overly making the point that this refers to in contrast to a good pastor versus you know you're saying this is about papa you were not making no we're just saying this is jesus okay. we're looking at jesus in every one of these okay so he just said i am that i am the good okay. what's interesting here again sometimes we have to have pointed out to us what was just read he first mm -hmm. identified i am the door of the sheep i am the good shepherd so he's simultaneously the door of the sheep as well as their shepherd. So he's, uh, you see even the different dynamic of relationship. The door is he opens things up where he's not communicating verbally. He just opens up places of provision, places of protection. And then the context of shepherd, this is where he's talking to you. So he, he, he has the verbal part of it. Then when he just moves the doors. And so this is a year of the door. So we want to look at, at things that he is, uh, setting up for us while he's not necessarily telling us, but he's taking care of us in the process. We have to believe this is who he is. This is part of our own inner healing is we have to believe mm. this is who he is for us individually, yeah. that he's the good shepherd. That's why last year was a focus on that. We had a, a Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And so this is part of him saying, but there's an application of mountain of, uh, mountain of family. So again, the context here was, uh, representing the father in those verses I just read to you again I should point that out because this is how we we miss things I just read to you John 10 uh, 11 through 18 he says I am the good shepherd I know my sheep and am known by my own as the father knows me even so I know the father and I lay down my life uh for them verse 17 therefore my father loves me and the last thing this command I have re received from my father so sure. we all of a sudden we have communicated four different times that this is about representing the father. That's why this wow. has to do with God as Papa, mountain of family. This is part of his high motivation on the worldwide global scene right now. God as father, he talks about, he lays down his life to go after the sheep and where he sees the wolves. If you want to think about the human traffickers everywhere around the world, they are the wolves. And he is the shepherd that doesn't just stay away. He's involved in the process. Uh, and if he doesn't look like it, it's a lie because he is involved in the process and he's uh, doing his work here in in uh, 2024. He's finalizing some things towards a great um, uh, a great re release of judgment on the wolves, but also a great protection released on those who have been uh, damaged. So uh, he is we want to see him as our he's our parents. He's our father. And there's a caring uh perspective um, of him. And when he says, you know, he's basically saying good parents lay down their lives for children. And so there's, that's part of the call we've been receiving as patriots is to be willing to lay down our lives for our children. Part of the statement I make on every one of my programs, the pain is for the awakening. The awakening is for our children. And so this is really seeing him in this way. But if you have an assignment, mountain of family, um, mountain of family assignments have to do with whether it's, uh, you know, counseling, medical profession, anything to do with healing. Um, so whether it's mental healing, soul healing, uh, you have a mountain of family assignment and he wants to assist you. He wants to be one that uh, is working with you to help catch the wolves and to help restore the sheep. He's looking to restore the sheep. Someone who has a true assignment in the mountain of family. Again, you're never there to persecute or lecture the sheep you lay down your life for them 
and out of that laying down your life, then you receive um, authority to speak uh, in that kind of setting. So, but he's the door and he's the shepherd. So we want to know him as Papa as well. Again, I'm doing some reminders here because we don't have the notes in front of us, but God is provider, God is creator, God is king, God is Papa. And there is, you know, mountain by mountain where you, you see a little more of that face, but really yeah. all seven of these faces is what we all need at some point in our life. Uh, and so we'll go to number five. And number five is out of John 11 and verse uh, 25. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? So the application for us, this is mountain of religion. Um, this is the mountain, we'll say the traditional one. We're used to thinking of how do we present Jesus? How do we get someone to get saved? He lays it out just as simple as can be right there. John eleven twenty five. 25. Uh, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, depending on what version of the Bible, though he is dead, he shall live. And so we become alive as we accept what he did. We allow him to be our righteousness. We accept what he did on the cross, him laying down his life for us. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. So he's talking about for eternity. So this is a presentation of, we'll say, the gospel in that kind of way. He's looking directly after your spirit, man, your spirit security forever and eternity. So this has to do with the mountain of religion where we see him, where Jesus presents God as Savior or Redeemer, whichever one you want to look. So again, we see there's just different nuances. It's the same God, just in the same way, like people we've shared before, like there's seven faces of God. Like, how is that? There's one. They go, no, no, no. Jesus, when he's saying, I'm the bread, I'm the light, I'm the door, I'm the shepherd, I'm the rest. He is giving, like he's he's trying to tell you, I do more than one thing. And and there's overlap in all of them, but he's not just one of them. He is, he is all of these. And so the context of him sharing this also, we want to note here in John 11 is the context is, uh, Lazarus has died and he's having this conversation in between having shown up and and he's going to you know he's addressing eternity because that's the question that's relevant he hasn't raised Lazarus up yeah. yet but the question is where is Lazarus you know this is a he understands the moment to share on on eternity because somebody has died people are mourning he'll say in a few verses later he himself will join in and they're mourning and Jesus wept it'll say but he is addressing eternity um, before he raises uh, Lazarus and he's introducing this ability to believe on him so they can have application. If they die, they can be living anyway. And so it kind of proves that they're still living because he can call them back to live in this dimension. Uh, and so he was uh, using him in an illustrative uh, uh, form. And um, we understand that, um, you know, shortly after that um, in verse um, 27, right after that, we didn't read that, but he's, I didn't tell you who he was talking to when he said, I am the resurrection. He's talking to Martha, who he loves, great friend. It's her home. She's one that waits for him. She said to him, yes, Lord, I believe you are the Christ, the son of God who is to come into the world. And so this leads to her receiving and declaring her salvation. You know, he is savior for eternity. 
and she gets it. She's like, you are the Christ. And if you want to say, this is the moment Martha gets saved, this is when Martha gets saved, is when Lazarus dies and Jesus presents him that way. Wow. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Had that had that other event already happened where he said, Martha, Martha, you know, you're, you know, do you know if that had already happened yet? You may not even, I don't know. I do believe that's later. Um, okay. You believe that's later. Okay. And so, um, But it may not have been uh, now that I, I, I look at it. Um, but yeah, that, the timing of those things is interesting. Is interesting. Yeah. It, may, it may have already happened, actually. Um, okay. But, you know, even there, there's a whole great teaching out of Mary and Martha, how he loves both. It's, it's yeah. Martha's house. He doesn't go to Mary's house. He goes to Martha's house. Oh, that's but, good. But he says, you have chosen the better thing. It's like whenever I'm sharing intimately with you, uh, that's not your time for providing food and other things for me. I do come to for that. I want a place where I, I feel at home. And so, you know, it's, yeah. uh, but it, it, it's, there is this progression. It could be said, that's an interesting question you asked there because the fact that she's like, you are uh, the Christ. And what's amazing about that is she says that before he raises Lazarus from the dead and stops. That's really good. That's a lot of faith right there. That's, that's a lot of faith. Something uh, um, about, everything taking place there. So anyway, he is the resurrection and the life. And so mountain of religion will say, if you have a traditional uh, assignment, um, normally what's thought of ministry in a traditional sense, your heart is for people to get saved, souls to be saved, what's considered traditional evangelism. Um, he's, he's there for you. He wants to help you. And, and he, uh, he is available. The door is open for you to have, obviously, if you're not saved and you're listening, He's for you as you're hearing what we're talking about. You accept him as a Christ and you live. Even if you die, you live. And so uh, that is what's wonderful. But he he does, as we'll point out, it's not the only thing. He, you know, he's been sold short in the sense of uh, as if he is only the resurrection and the life. He's not just the resurrection and the life. He's the bread of life. He's the light. He's the door. He's the good. He's all these things. And so we want to grow in the expanded knowledge of God because the whole earth will be filled. Mm -hmm with the glory of the knowledge, mm. this nuanced knowledge of the Lord. And so these doors are available on all the mountains for us to see him in ways uh, that are unique to that, that mountain. So this is where we see him, God as Savior, Redeemer. So we got two more. All right, we're doing good. And this one, let's go to John 14 and verse 6. six. And Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So when we get to I am the way, the truth, and the life, um, I'm going to read verses 1 through 4 to expand on it just a little bit as well. John 14, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. So he's actually covering way, truth, and the life there. I have, uh, for the purposes of how we're uh, instructing today, this particular, uh, this particular I am has to do with the mountain of media, the mountain of communications, 
and and um, this is where God as communicator is revealed to us. You know, how lovely on the mountain are the feet of those who bring good news. And that's from the book of Isaiah. And it's not just um, the news of uh, Jesus saves, but they proclaim peace, proclaiming our God reigns, that he's sovereign in charge is what Isaiah was saying. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Head to ElijahStreams.com slash give. Now, back to the show. Philippians 4, verse 8, uh, Paul talks about if there be anything good, noble, virtue, you know, if there's any virtue at all in the communication, think on those things, speak on those things. That is something we teach specifically for the mountain of, of media. And media has to do with, it's the mountain where news is presented. This is the key weapon, the dominant weapon of the deep state, the Illuminati, for the purposes for what they, their great reset was built on, first of all, taking the mountain of media, of communications, and through that programming and deep programming and brainwashing people into what they needed to take place. And they were pretty effective. We saw the whole world, 200 and something nations voluntarily mask themselves. Uh, go six feet apart from each other based on no science at all. In fact, reverse science. And they did it through programming and through a, a takeover of media. So we want media is not just uh, people get it mixed up and it's okay. Media and arts. And it, it's not just yeah, some similarities. Uh, yeah. But, th there's yeah. overlap. There's yeah. overlap there. But in, in the eyes of the Lord, that's why arts and entertainment really is a mountain of celebration. This is he recognizes our need to celebrate and our need to have joy, and our need to enjoy laughing. That's what that's about. Media is about the need to communicate what is reality. And Proverbs would talk about um, how lovely it is. It doesn't say lovely in that kind of way. He who brings news from afar. There is like, there is reporters, uh, if you understand even what the good news, the gospel, we're to be ministers of the gospel, good news. And so we're to give a, a, a perspective, a macro perspective of what's taking place. And so when he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, uh, we have to understand for our pur uh, purposes today, what's truth um, is his point of view on something. And so, um, and his point of view is often nothing to do with the facts. Uh, you can just like common, um, uh, you know, popular Bible stories. Facts are you can't go through a Red Sea. Um, and if he says you can go, then it parts. Um, a, a David takes on Goliath. Facts are, little boy, you can't take on this huge giant who's got all this armor and all this stuff. Is like, um, that may be uh, the facts, but the truth is I can take him down because whatever the Lord says we can do, we can do. And yeah. it's his word that triumphs in there. But he's, so truth, we need agents of truth for the mountain of media. We need those who can, and that's been I just at the pause for a moment, say one of the hardest things to discern uh, right now is what is the truth? What is the truth of what's taking place in our society, in our history, what's taking place? The part of the big shaking taking place in all of us is like, what? That never happened. This really happened. That person is really bad. That really person is really good. This per like, and we don't know them all. We're, we're you know, you, you really do have to uh, get instruction from the Lord, even on knowing that. But in the future, we'll find out that all cities and nations that really are going to see a transformative work of God, like when we talk about 
um, sheep nations. Um, this is, a, I think I began preaching this 15 years ago. The Lord showed me is like, there will be no sheep nation that does not have kingdom representation on the mountain of media. And we basically, that's an abandoned mission field, the mountain of media. When we say, where do you get your news from? People will say, well, is it CNN? Is it Fox? Is it other backs channels and whatever? Why is it not a kingdom? Why is there not a kingdom outlet where people say, well, if you want the truth and God's perspective on it, it comes from there. Honestly, this um, Elijah stream is serving that purpose, really, Steve. Well, you know, we, I was just thinking that while you were talking, I, we said on the air the other day, I told you on Telegram, I came across, stumbled across a list of 58 truthers. And you and I were in that list. And I thought, hey, I've never said I'm a truther, but I'll take that. I'll take that label. You would too, probably, right? We we stumbled yeah. into it kind of because we just want to know the truth. If we want to know the truth in the kingdom truth, though. Yeah. So, no, what you're saying, Steve, is really our assignment. And yeah. it doubles maybe. I don't know if, if you go by thinking through the mountain perspective, um, um, mountain of media is where we're showing up on and we're trying yeah. to give truth, the Lord's perspective. Even if we don't know all the details, and we don't know uh, a lot of them. It's like the disciples, you know, they didn't like somebody asked, what is that wind that's blowing across? I don't really know. Where did that wave come? I don't really know. Um, but I see Jesus. And then he's coming in the boat. So we want to be able to see Jesus and say what he's saying, what he's doing, and and at least uh, have some agreement on, on the narrative that he is uh, laying out. That's why it's the truth, the way, the truth, and the life. And the reason I read those first four verses is he's telling, he says, let not your heart be troubled. That's why I say this is application to the mountain of media, because the first thing that happens to you when you're exposed to media is your heart is troubled. Because this is true, because this they, it has been under the uh, dominion of the enemy. And so that's the intentional purpose of the enemy as well, is to uh, uh, release fear. That's that's the purpose. He understands that the kingdom of God advances on good news and it's desired to secure your heart. That there's a good God, good plans, good purposes, and he can fulfill them. That if he can release bad news, bad news, bad news, it will trouble your hearts. Mm. So he's just letting you know that he as God communicator, who God is, is he is looking to secure our hearts. Even if he's telling us to repent, he wants to secure our hearts. Even his letters to the seven churches in Revelation, he tells them what they do good. And if they you know, if they will repent and hold on to their promises, this is what he will do for them. He who overcomes, I will do this, I will give this, and et cetera, et cetera. But there is um, the communication style of heaven is to encourage us, even as it's correcting us. And then as we don't listen to the correction, then we suffer the, the consequences. But he has, it is, it, it is the gospel, good news. And so he comes in that spirit, he comes in that atmosphere. If you're called to the mountain of media, you have to understand, like, let not your heart be troubled has to be like a, a rallying point um, for you, that you're there, yes, to expose the enemy, but there's a way you expose uh, the enemy and scare everyone to death and release fear. We haven't understood what a crime it is to release fear in the household of God. You no, know, that's, and I learned that a lot of that from you or through you, Johnny, that uh, God told you to quit scaring my people sometime back or or told yep. you to tell them to quit scaring me. I don't yep. know which it was, but all of but I, I thought I never, I never thought of it that way. In fact, when I was a, I was a Christian elementary school teacher, taught fifth and sixth grade, and I was twenty two years old. 
I scared the blankety blank out of them in this Christian school because I thought I was supposed to. I literally thought I was doing God a favor, and I, but I didn't realize that I was I was dancing on Satan's territory at that time. I just didn't realize it. Yeah, if you have to over-explain why what you're doing is good news yeah. uh, as a minister, then there must be a problem. Again, if if the listener, it's almost on, you know, I would tell when, when we were pastoring a church, I would tell them, I said, you should know within two sentences if what someone is giving you as a prophetic word uh, comes from him or not, not even based on the details. And, you know, maybe overstating a case, but if it's, there's a spirit you pick up, there's a foreboding, and there is uh, a fear that's released that tells you you've actually you, you're connecting to the spirit that rules there, and so you're doing what the enemy's uh, called to do. The the prevailing principality on the mountain of media is Apollyon. His name means destruction or destroyer, and so he does it by killing um, hope, by killing uh, um, you know joy and and releasing panic and destruct and he destroys with bad news more bad news they have i mean and they've adopted and adapted media outlets literally they've adapted um you know as their as their underlying statements if it bleeds it leads or internal you know they're they're operating in that kind of way so we're making the application i am the way the truth and the life but he talks about mansions my father's house are many mansions if it were not so i would have told you so so he's he's like, don't be troubled, let not your heart be troubled. That even you have to understand, Jesus came into the most sinful environment imaginable, and where apart from the handful that he called to himself, you know, the existent church, those who met in temples and synagogues, he had to call them white white walled sepulchers, agents of Satan in various different ways. There was there was not a good people. There was and it was just horrible in every kind of way, what world the world was and what life was, but he still, he speaks, he, he comes to the poor and he doesn't like pick on them to the next level and say, you need to do one less, one more, uh, you know, he didn't lay on them one more weight like the, the Pharisees did. Like, well, it's because you haven't fasted enough. You haven't prayed enough. Yeah. You like yeah. he's, he's bringing this, let your heart not be troubled and, and neither, uh, Believe in God, believe also in me and my father's house or many mansions, if or not. So I've told you, I go to prepare a place for you. So he's laying out the macro narrative. He's like, yeah. I'm going to go. You have access through me. I'm the door. I'm going to prepare a place for you. So his narrative is if we are going to mansions, he is prepared for us. Again, to break the <clears throat> poverty uh, thing as well. He didn't say, I go to prepare huts for you. I go to prepare mansions for you. And so this is part of... Uh, who he is as God. We, we have such a distortion of who he is as God when we, we only see him as the, uh, as the dictator who has the whip and he's ready to, um, you know, mm, you did something else uh, wrong. Yes, he's a God who uh, calls for us to grow up and he's not one who winks at sin, but he's not driven by that. He's driven by trying to secure us and love us and secure our, our hearts and so I go and prepare a place for you. I will come again, receiving to myself that where I am, there you may be also. That's a message for the future. He didn't say, because where I will be, there you will be, where I am. He presently was in that dimension. He had the ability to live in both in both dimensions, that where I am, you may be. So I go to prepare mansions. He was literally bi-dimensional. He could see the mansions as he's talking to them. 
and he was also there. And he's like, so I go and I'm preparing a place for you. It's a real place because I'm there right now as I speak to you. So there's a whole securing of our hearts. But in those verses, if you have a call and assignment to the mountain of media, you understand the way, the truth, and the life, how to live. I could take 30 more minutes on each one of these. Uh, how you live, what's true, what's the way. These things are, you know, in they are um, almost extinct upon the earth right now. How to live, what's the way, what's the truth, and this is who he is, and this is what he's providing for us. And so those spokespeople, spokesmen, spokeswomen who can uh, step up in this time, discern the mind of the Lord, not be driven by the principality on that mountain to find the next thing to scare the body of Christ. Like, what's the difference if the enemy is telling us um, all these things that frighten us? And we, as, quote, ministers, tell ourselves and tell our people things to frighten us. That's just the same ministry um, that's doing the opposite of what is the call, because we are ministers of the good news, gospel of the good news. So we want to be aware of that. And we'll go to the seventh um, one. And that comes out of John 15. We're going to read the first eight verses, but it starts with God in, in verse one. It's like, I am the true vine. So that's the I am statement that is made, the seventh uh, one there in John. And my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. You already clean because of the word which I have spoken. Abide in me and I in you. And as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit for without me, you can do nothing. And I want you to just, as we're, as we're reading this, this thing of bearing fruit, fruit, bearing fruit. I am the vine. Um, so there's this whole process of growing and bearing fruit. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask me what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit. So you shall be my disciples. So he's emphasizing this thing, this relationship with him as the vine is how we become disciples and bear fruit. So this Mm -hmm. goes with God as teacher, Jesus presenting him as teacher, mountain of education. And so this is the, the seventh mountain assignment. I am the vine and those educators there with the curriculum, with the teaching, with the new schools that you will be producing. You are uh, also to look for him, to him as God, as teacher, how to produce uh, better versions. He's available in 2024, how to improve. Um, we'll say all of these, the classrooms, the structures, um, the teaching, because he's not we've again we've limited when you just say he's the resurrection of life he's like okay did you raise your hand and get saved okay done no he's not he's the vine and he wants us to bear much fruit he wants us to be disciples and disciples in the seven mountains like even yeah. when we've taught discipleship in the church we've taught about a discipleship in church only but you were saying something there steve well I, the one thing i want to ask you about that is you're not saying that if they raise their hand and they more or less stopped after that. They're, I'm trying to make you say what you're saying and not saying. You're not saying they're not saved just because no. they're not getting to work. I'm just saying 
it's, it, fortunately, this is a very good illustrative piece today. Yeah. It's when he's available to be bread, light, door, shepherd, resurrection, life, the value, and you only and you and and you refuse to see him as the others, yeah. and you don't see him in all the ways he's made available, then it at minimum it's a shame. It's yeah. sort of like uh, again the application will give uh, on the rainbow. A rainbow has seven colors, and each color individually is beautiful. But if you decided just to, I was quote, just say worship the blue color of the rainbow. <clears throat> it's not that you're wrong, but it's like there's red and yellow and orange. Yeah. You know, so that's the invitation. We have actually a color in our book that we have uh, rise. A color association with each one of these, so you're you see him expressed in this beautiful way. So we wow. we don't have this expanded knowledge of him because I grew up with a limited version of him, and that's and you only share with others the version you receive. And so the church has ripped off um, who he was. You know, we don't blame anybody other than lack of whatever vision, and in some ways there might have been some intentional. Uh, storylines and doctrines that came in, but when, yeah. when we only see him, when we only see him as the God who's interested in soul, soul, souls, and so he just wants there to be the check off. When did you sign on the dotted line? Yeah. Then we have missed. We've missed who he is. We've missed who the kingdom is. We've missed uh, kingdom purpose. So as we're going on this one, of, I am the vine, mountain of education, where we see him as teacher. Um, again, the context here in John 15 is uh, this was in the upper room, if we if we follow along in the Bible, uh, before his arrest and where he ultimately begins to share in the next chapter on the Holy Spirit. And he talks about the Holy Spirit, how he will guide you into all truth. He will remind you of things that I've said, but he will show you things to come. So uh, without me, you can do nothing, as he says here. But he but he highlights this process and that he's here even uh, through the Holy Spirit to be an instructor, an ongoing instructor mm. on things to come. So yeah. when people say, well, where is that in the Bible when we hear anything in quote extra biblical? Well, the Bible itself um, not just validates, um, but completely steers us towards getting extra biblical information from the Holy Spirit. He will show you things to come. And so um, he will tell you things. In fact, he actually says, if we went into John 15 and 16, he says, there's many things. I think I have it right. In front. I should I should go. OK, let's just read it. John 16, 12. This wasn't um, wasn't part of what we were going to share. Jesus tells his disciples, I still have many things to say to you. So this everyone out there who hears and, and part of. The knocks we get as part of the prophetic community is that we're hearing things outside the Bible, uh, Steve. And so I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he'll speak. And he will tell you things to come. You want to know when did Jesus ever validate the prophetic for everyone, for his disciples? It's like, and he will tell you things to one. He will declare me. He will glorify me for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you, et cetera, et cetera. So this is part of his ongoing education process with us is reminding us and instructing us with principles of the scripture, things Jesus said. But it's also 
He being the vine, the vine is this thing that can grow. It grows as tall as it needs to, and, and it has ability to uh, um, bring truth at all kinds of levels, application for us. I, I won't go into another separate uh, teaching. He is, he is wisdom. And so he is, um, he is calling us to be branches from the vine of who he is. And so this is uh, understanding him um, in that way. And so the, just the briefest uh, um, review of the seven as for application here, uh, Steve, and any other uh, input you have or questions. Well, you know, I'm thinking, I'm thinking about this, you know, he, he, there's many things he wanted to say to them, but they couldn't bear it. Or they, it was, you know, then you think of in, in the new Testament church, Philip, I think it's Philip who had a vision and, and or a dream and vision and said, kill and eat. No, Lord, I won't do this. But God was revealing something about the Gentiles. They had Jesus had never yet taught them, right? So that's why the prophetic comes in. You're, but we, we abide in Christ, and then we also know that he's constantly speaking. And yeah, go ahead. No, right on, Stephen, because we do have a couple of minutes here. It's just read uh, John 16. It's he talks. It's all about his communication. Yeah. These things I have spoken to you that you should not be made to stumble. And he tells them, uh, you know, that he, he's given them some information so they don't stumble. But then he says in verse four, but these things I have told you that when the time comes, you may remember that I told you of them. Mm. So it's like some things I'm telling you for the future things you will face. And then he says, and these things I did not say to you at the beginning because I was with you. This is part of the, the nuanced uh, beauty of his communication is that he knows when we're ready to hear yeah. the next thing. And he doesn't just, you know, just uh, hit us. Uh, um, what, what am I trying to say? A machine gun, all truth at one time. He, he understands. He's like, I first told you the things you're going to need to know for where you were going. And then I didn't tell you all the things at the beginning because I was with you and I could explain to you if you didn't get it. So there's there's even a sequence to how we get discipled and educated by him. And really that wisdom is something to be applied to the whole mountain uh, of, of education is. And we, we can see some of it has been done right. Like there's first grade and second grade and third grade. You don't tell, uh, you know, a first grade or eighth grade stuff. And this this comes from him. But he has very personalized education for each and every one of us. And through the Holy Spirit, he he applies that. So then he, right after saying these things, I did not say to you at the beginning, but I want everybody to just take note of, he says, I spoke to this. I didn't tell you this. I did tell you this. There's things I want to tell you. The Holy Spirit's here. So any, any anybody who starts saying it's all here, we don't need to hear anything else. We don't need anything called the gifts. We don't need the prophetic. It's yeah. all, well, it is all here, but the all here tells you that he continues to speak to us. He's not yeah. formally the word. He's still the word. Yeah. And he's still the spirit of truth. What good is it for him to be called, for the Holy Spirit to be called the counselor, spirit of truth, if he can't tell you something unless you find a scripture for it? Like who you're going to marry, you're not going to find in the scripture. You're not going to find the next job you're supposed to have. You're not going to, you know, all kinds of details. You're not going to hear you're, you're not going to find a scripture for it. So you, uh, yet he says, my sheep know my voice. So the sheep knowing his voice um, is where he's talking to us personally, but then he speaks to us through the Holy Spirit and he speaks to us through the Holy Spirit and others as well. That's validated through many other uh, passages, something we're not doing uh, today. But 
I, um, I have a question. But, uh, um, okay, I, w I was going to ask this when you're there, but I don't want to keep, keep pulling you away because it wasn't your primary. We're okay now. One. We're good. We're good now? Okay, so on the one where it says, where uh, Jesus said, I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. I'm the door. I'm all those things. Um, so my, my observation, you know, first of all, my religious upbringing, that meant one thing. I mean, if you didn't have the theology right, and if your Jesus wasn't exactly like my Jesus, and, and, I, and I would tell you which scriptures <laughs> meant that your Jesus was like my Jesus. Okay, then you have uh, seekers of truth, and this is just observational, but in my over my many years, you say people that maybe we call them New Agers, and this New Ager type person is saying Jesus every other sentence, and he's the he's our... He's a perfect example. He's a woman. We want to have a, a Christ, a Christ consciousness. They got all these terms. They're talking about Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And this person over here is really saying, he doesn't know Jesus, but he's saying, God, show me what is true. I, all these people claiming all these things. I could look at the first example and say, you know, that guy's just throwing Christ consciousness and terminologies. He's not going through the door. He's not going through Christ. And this person over here hasn't even acknowledged Christ yet, but is trying to figure out where the door is. I mean, comment on that dynamic. Um, I'm not a, if I was an evangelist, I wouldn't care about anything. I just share God with everybody, share the Lord with everybody. But you go well, ahead. There's a part of it could be, of course, a more expansive conversation. But in, in short, an application. We'll say someone who, yeah, there's a there's a lot of conversation about uh, Christ consciousness, but they don't mention Christ. Yeah, um, and and you are the light, and so there's people that aren't properly discerning the difference between yes, we're made in His image, so we do have light. Because then some Christians try to say no, they don't have light until they receive Christ. No, Jesus told the first crowd, "You are the light of the world." They had not yet received Christ, so. That's a good point. I didn't realize that. I didn't think about that. Yeah, oh, that's so interesting. First crowd, he had not paid the price on Calvary, so Jesus could not have been asked into their heart. The Holy Spirit had not been sent from the Father yet, so they had neither Holy Spirit nor Jesus inside them, but he said, you are the light of the world. And and so, um, you know, I had to ask questions from the Lord as well. That was That's not um, heresy to just bring that up, that that's what it says in the scripture. And he's like, yeah, yeah. because I was like, what about original sin? I thought we started in sin. He goes, no. You started in glory. You started in the Father's heart. Original sin may be your human start, but that's not that's not where you started. I'm I the one that of so original glory. So He invites us to agree with original original glory. So some people are on the path, and they're recognizing that there's a light from in them steering yeah. this way, and they have not yet made it. We could call them in error, or we could say they have not made it. They're on the pathway to the door, but they haven't made it to the door yet. And and so that would be uh, one one application. And and so, but there is definitely um, a personal God, personal Jesus, and it's important for us to see Him in in that kind of way. But again, it, it, to save your, depending, I can I can think about who I'm talking to in in various different settings. Word it differently. I, yeah. I want to give this example. We published a book called Transported by the Lion of Judah. I'm not clear right now if it's even available. Maybe Michael was, could type that in if that's available right now. But we published it, written by Ann Elmer. She was taken on a, 
on the Lion of Judah, she literally, God transported her throughout the earth and took her to these different places, churches and places. And one of the places he wrote, she rode his back. She was there. They went into one of these in a Buddhist country. I think it was Buddhist as opposed to Hindu. I think it was Buddhist. And the lion went, it says, follow me. And the lion went around and some of these worshipers inside this Buddhist temple he would growl at. And others, he would lick them in probably the equivalent of a purr, you know, in the spirit. And she said, what's the, why are you doing that? And why are you here in the first place? And he said, I have to come here because missionaries come here all the time outside and they pray for people to find the truth. So I have to come to this place. And of course, in his mind, he meant I, I want to, but and now I have prayers to do it. And he says, the ones that I licked in the spirit were people that are sincere seekers. They want to know the truth. The ones that he growled at did, had no interest in the truth. And that was that. So that was very instructional to me. Um, if it's the, she says, we, Michael says, we still have that book. It's, it's called Transported by the Line of Duty. It tells all these places she went. So go to ElijahShopper.com. It's there. So, but what are your thoughts about that? Well, I think it's um, very interesting. I haven't read that. I've, I've been seeing it for a long time that you have it available. I'll just speak into the general idea for those, if it sounds weird. How can there be, how, how can we talk about experiences like riding on the line? Because of this very thing, there is yeah. there is a supernatural realm. And he's like, I will show you things to come. I will show you yeah. things. And there's different ways he shows us. He can show us through the scripture. He can show us because someone speaks to us. He can show us. We can't limit the way um, he speaks to us as long as they keep God on the throne and Jesus is the door. Um, those are those are some important parameters for getting external um, revelation, for getting extra, in quote, extra biblical revelation. That's conversation for another time would, would be great. So, um, but yeah. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. So there, you know, I would, um, that's, that's, that's interesting. I mean, I don't, is that, that I find that really fascinating, you know, I mean, just to see what his process was. I don't even remember how this one story went, except that, uh, there's a bunch of stories in the book, but one of them is he ends up on a balcony in a Jewish synagogue, uh, and the lions up there, and they can hear the conversations. They're they're invisible, you know. They're in, in the spirit realm, and they're listening in on a conversation of two women in the balcony, I believe it was, at a Jewish synagogue, and one is saying, "What do you think about the thing with about Jesus?" I, you know, I don't know. The other, you know, he says, "I think there's something to it." I think that, and he, they, I don't remember what the upshot of it was other than that she just got to hear. It puts a whole new perspective on things that are happening that we don't know the hearts and yeah. we don't know the private conversations that are being had yeah. uh, for those seeking him. Yeah. No, that's, that's good. Well, and just to, I know I was saying I was going to review everything quickly, but I'll, I'll just, remind you that we have that i just felt like holy spirit reminded me that we're putting that in the comment section yeah. so the point that i would review rather than going through each one of them is we want to see the god he's a god of all life he's yeah. not just a god of uh, sunday or weekends or nights or special conferences he's a god of the nine to five world 
And these are all examples of how he presented himself and how Jesus uh, presented himself and how he revealed the Father. He revealed the Father as a communicator, as a provider, as a creator, as a king, as a redeemer, and as a teacher. These are, you know, it, this, this covers it all. That's been the great um, dishonor we've done to him is not seeing him in these uh, in his fully enhanced way. We'll say in the manifold seven mountain kind of way. Yeah. Seven spirits of God that are around the throne. We read about Revelation chapter four and five. And um, and so these seven spirits of God are each related to these aspects of who he is, if we un- we understand it. So you want you want to uh, think of everything you have to accomplish in any area. That's why we mentioned all the seven mountains where anybody would would work. There is an aspect of him to be found. He's the door. He's the door for everything. And and yeah, we begin by thanking him for his salvation as there was the one door where I came to save and I give a pasture, but he gives you a pasture and he knows how your pasture needs to run and how to uh, how to work everything and, and bring everything that needs to be from there and uh, for there and from there. So you want to uh, take advantage of that. And Steve, um, Go ahead. Go ahead. one thing it goes in a totally uh, different direction, but I still feel uh, uh, to do it. I had. Okay. Uh, I had sent a um, a link. I ended up watching. I think we may have talked the name Kathy O'Brien um, somewhere. She's someone who was was MK Ultra, and uh, okay, which basically means in a nutshell, what does that mean? Because some of them haven't heard. Well, that she's name. gone through a CIA. It's a government program CIA from very young, often multi generational, where they um, mind control. They, uh, it's mind control um, usage of individuals for, uh, they weaponize people based on that. And so um, the government at one time admitted that they had the program MKUltra. And again, they they figure out how to traumatize someone when they're young and it creates uh, pathways in the brain and then they can activate them even with just a call or whatever. And so the way it would be applicable to us, you wonder like, how did somebody just go off to start shooting people in a mall yeah. or whatever? There's a good chance on many to most of those that that was, um, or some, I don't know. It, they're just, it's just the right kind of situation where someone is essentially a time bomb if they want, if the, if the people, if the handlers want them to be that, because it can be uh, hidden in a part of the brain where the person themselves is not even aware of until they're triggered Well, there's explanation about that, but Kathy O'Brien is one that um, it is pretty explosive. Um, She was, she'll claim, and and I don't know if in this part right here, having been used at the highest level, even raped by presidents in our nation and other, and and in a way it's, uh, it would be horrifying, except she does it from such, again, this is such a good example, from such uh, uh, an encouraging, hopeful, positive she went like 30 years, like nobody listening or believing. And like she's like, it's people under, like she can share it freely now, but you will see um, that it's um, it's information on how we've been programmed. It ties into this media thing is I guess the, the, the loose connection. The reason I felt to do it is it's like, if we understood the media component of how we have been programmed to be the, um servants of 
the elite in society, that they have done yeah. this very intentional way and they have messed with um, they have messed with frequencies. They have messed through how they take education, how they take Hollywood, how they and, and creating this echo chamber um, and, and how they how they do it. But it's even if you've heard a lot of that, it's done so uniquely in her story. Is this a book or a movie or what? Are, what are you? This part, she has a book that's called um, Transformation. Um, and based on trance, but this is a, uh, about an hour and a half, um, video. And uh, I think trans, least, trans movie right there. Yeah. Okay. They just go to trans.movie and I need to do that. And the deal is Elizabeth, and I saw it and we had this, like the hand of God for her to be, have gone through what she did. And I actually know more than even what comes out in her, in her trance, the movie, like for her to have. The credibility, like you hear her story and her intelligently tell you what happened in the brain and the synapses and nerve and what they were doing. And you're like, oh, wow, she even knows how they did it, what happened to her brain and how how she was deprogrammed from it. And it gives insight into how we're being manipulated through through media. It will encourage some of you who who just can't stop watching things like uh, CNN or I just say anything that goes under mainstream media, it's like there is there's trigger things designed to capture you in a really? narrative. It makes you hard to believe the truth when you start hearing hard. By truth. that, do you mean that that even as a society, they have been sort of programming us for decades and none of us were aware of it because it was all done in a very intentional detailed way for decades and decades some of the initial intelligence on how to do that came from uh from the germans the nazis who had learned um how to do that with their people but they've never had the tools at their disposal as they have now with the ability to change frequent and they've been trying to add this to the vaccination component 5g there's she doesn't even go into all all that but it's uh, her experience. And I just think it assists everyone in knowing the power of who they are, because part of it is, as you know, truth, as you become a resistor, like we are, each one of us is a 5G. We, we went through that before a 5G or 7G tower, as you know, the truth and begin to stand for truth and be a person of truth. You literally do change frequencies. And so there is a point where their plan they know can no longer succeed because even truth, truth breaks down the lies of their deprogramming. And it ties into what we're talking about on these, on these mountains. But um, just think that it's an, an important watch and, and it won't, yeah, and you, it won't leave you just, it won't just leave you horrified. And there that are, part where you just said the truth kind of breaks it down. In other words, Jesus said in motion or maybe before he ever said it, it was set in motion. You will know the truth and the truth will set you free. So even whatever the CIA tried to do, truth breaks that. Exactly. Truth breaks it. And you see even all these descriptions of who he is. He's light. Why? Because light chases darkness. Yeah. He, you know, he is a good shepherd. Why? Because a good shepherd chases wolves. There is like he doesn't just come into um, in, into a passive role. He's chasing something out. He's getting rid of, rid of uh, something. If he's away, the truth and the life, he's coming as that in order to eradicate lies. And, and we have been lied to and we've accepted lies 
at an enormous rate. And that's part of the rude awakening of the day we're in. The pain of the awakening and why it takes a while is because it is so thorough and it's in so many layers. Um, and the Lord's known that. It's kind of like where we're telling you John 16. It's like, well, I told you what you needed to survive with then. You're like, why didn't you tell us? Because I've asked him that. I'm like, why didn't you tell me about that a long time ago? It's like, I told you what you needed to know then. It would have frustrated you too much if you'd known that then. Yeah. And for instance, yeah. such as something as uh, simple as I thought the bushes were good. Yeah. Uh, and used to pray for them and lead prayer for oh, them. And absolutely. all that. And I said, you were giving me all kinds of correct prophetic things uh, around then. Why didn't you tell me then? It's like, it wasn't a time for, you know, it's like John 16. I told you what you needed to know then. And I probably would have been really frustrated uh, knowing too much too soon. And so that's why there is a slow rollout for. Well, and can I just ask, you know, we just got a minute here, but if one of the things we get hit on or attacked on or whatever the thing is, people write and say, if so-and-so was a prophet, he wouldn't say, have said or she wouldn't have said this because now we know that this is this has really been going on. I think I'm hearing you say God may not have revealed some of those things to the prophet. Um, and that's why you can't say, well, they were a false prophet because they didn't, if they were a true prophet, they would have told us this was happening a long time ago, right? Yeah, and part of, you know, a conversation to have sometime or we're just spit it out right now. Yeah. The idea is that a prophet knows everything just like any prophet who, you know, it's, some of that's out there because prophets make it sound like, well, I'm a prophet. That's why I know prophets do not know everything. Prophets know some things. Yeah, and yeah. one of the reasons I don't like to carry even the title I'm called that I'm fine. Um, is like, there's so much I don't know and haven't known almost the more he tells me, the more aware I am of what he hasn't told me. Yeah. So I'm like, um, yeah, maybe, you know, I think of it. He'll say, no, I've given you this prophetic word, call it that and and whatever. And so, um, but it's like, I'm aware and I'm aware of our entire prophetic community. We have not had a lot of details ever, all the way from the scripture. If you go by that, that's yeah. I you that before, you know, Samuel says, David, you're king, but it's years and years later. And there's two kings in between even and stuff like that. So it's, they're not supposed to be uh, crystal balls that tell you everything that's going to happen, the prophetic. So part of that, there's part of the growth and understanding for the body of Christ and what the purpose of the prophetic. And but there are, the prophetic has been important in the season, even though we haven't known a lot of details. And we haven't known yeah. we haven't known when we when someone the Lord says someone's good five years ago. Does that mean they stay good or do they or do they have a, a freedom to make some uh, we can Mike Pence you know, discussion on him is like. Okay, we saw him good for a while. I don't see him anymore. I'm like, um, and so did he change? What happened? We don't know. Did, did we miss it? Did did it did it and change? We, we probably we still don't really know, do we? I mean, we, we don't. We, we don't really. That's part of the deal. Like he turned bad. Yeah. In other words, Johnny, uh, if people want to know, well, which there must be a prophet out there that God said to this. I don't think there is, but. They'll say, there must have been a prophet that God said, the 2020 election is going to be stolen. Trump's still my man, but he's going to become the commander in chief of the military uh, for a long time after that. And while he's doing that, there's going to be child trafficking and child torture and child sacrifice revealed instantly and in a huge way. And there's this thing called adrenochrome 
and people are going to be found. You know, he didn't do that to any profit, right? As far as we can tell, nobody no. knew all that stuff. No, and he's he's not going to because that's not how he's done it before. That's the yeah. thing people don't realize. Prophets in Scripture just saw even New Testament prophet, the one that tells Paul and um, Agabus, he tells him, don't go to Jerusalem. He just said, I just saw if you go to Jerusalem, they're going to arrest you. Don't go. And and so Paul said, yeah, I, thank you, because that tells me, confirms to me what the Lord told me that I would get arrested there, but I am going there. So yeah. the prophet thinks the reason he sees that Paul's going to get arrested there so he can warn him. No, it's just to confirm to him. So even in the New Testament model was not somebody who knows everything. We just it's it's literally it's like there's a, a hundred piece puzzle and you may be given anywhere from one to seven pieces uh, uh, yeah. um, or, or maybe yeah. even more. And you're still supposed to say them, but it doesn't mean, you know, all the other pieces. I know piece, a big piece. He's called me. Several others is to say Trump is my Cyrus. I'm not done with him and pray for who he is and what he's doing. And that's part of that prayer initiative in, in the 30 day prayer initiative with Andrew Whalen's book on dreams, what his dreams reveal is a part of it. And it's not that God can't do things. He can do things any way he wants, but when he, uh, what he's insisted on me for me is to the things that he has been telling me for four or five years on that, not to back off of it and just, yeah. and to stay, stay with it. And he tells me some other side things we've been telling about the cleanup and about, but we don't know, you know, how many more tunnels you want to ask we don't know, yeah. find a prophetic person who knows how many tunnels yet have to go or when, and, and, you know, he's just not sharing um, that information because uh, there's a part of us learning, you know, you're, to seek the Lord ourselves, find our way with the Lord. Prophets are not supposed to be crystal balls. They're not right. things that answer all your questions. Uh, um, for, for everything. They get you on a general path, and, and that's the the assignment. You know, we had uh, Donna Clement, and we've had her on a number of times, and she told us a couple of times when she asked her dad when he was still alive, how is it you say this, and it's disjointed from you say this a couple minutes later, now you're talking about presidents, and then you're talking over here about Ukraine or, or something else. And he, she, he says, she says, how do you get that? What is that like? Why do you get all these different things? And he said, if you want to know how it is, it's like I'm in a dark room when you're in a dark room and there's a flash of lightning. And whatever I saw, I said that. Then there's another flash and I say that. And that's, that's a more accurate picture of how prophets get revelation. 100%. Right? Even somebody yeah. who's got this great reputation as, as, as Kim Clement. Um, it literally is that way. It's you see a flash of something like, but you realize you're in a dark room. And so compared to what we need to see, that's why I'm like, I can't brag about a title of anything or how much I know yeah. or, or see. I get some flashes and I share those flashes and they're yeah. important and they're important flashes. And particularly if he, uh, you know, has a, a group of it's confirmed in a in, in more than one prophet. There are things that he wants the body of Christ to use that flash what they saw. And, and, but don't, if you want the full running movie or you want the whole room, well, that's there. Here's it. That's just, he doesn't show that. It's not even because the prophets haven't grown. He doesn't, that's not how he wants to use prophets. Prophets yeah. are not because prophets will lead you to themselves. If they see too much, if they yeah. see flashes, 
it's to lead you to him. Yeah. And, and that's the assignment of, of prophets. Yeah, and I, I grew up, once I believed in prophets for the first few years, nobody ever taught me this, but I, be, I assumed that if you're a real prophet, then it would work like this. A prophet, is, when a prophet's mouth is moving, he's prophesying. And that, then I learned, wait, that is not true. When a prophet's mouth is moving, he's either talking or singing or yawning. But the only time he's prophesying is when he's prophesying, when he saw something and he said it. Uh, I, then I had to learn that while well, prophets, he saw this, and a second later he said that. The said was his own, his or her own thought. This is what they prophesied. And sometimes you can tell if you get to know the prophet. Oh, I could tell he prophesied that, but this sounds like he just said that. Yeah. And, and, and that's, that's a learning process. And it's in such a mix that, you know, they say sometimes it's like, or when we would teach, we'd like eating fish, like fish that has bones in it. Um, the fish that's edible would be the prophetic that's yeah. usable. But there are often, just like when you eat fish, sometimes there's fish that has a lot of bones. Sometimes there's fish that has uh, a little bit, just a couple things you have to spit out, but the overall thing, but it, you have to judge yourself that's even paul when he taught is like hey you all uh, judge the matter discern the matter for yourself and and there's a point where you go like that was just um there is, it's too much bones and it's like you just got to throw the whole whole thing there's nothing extractable uh from it but that's good that's good all right johnny i guess we're at our time that was fun though this this last part was just as important as first part in my you, a lot of people are grasping stuff there uh, as they should. So would you go ahead and pray for the people as we kind of wrap this up? Yeah. Lord, we just thank you for this time together. We thank yeah. you again for this year, 2024. Yeah. And Lord, I just thank you for even the truth that you're revealing to us today that you've shown me and your uh, willingness, your disposition to be the door for us in very practical, needed ways. Um in 2024 you understand that it's been uh, hard that it's dark in some ways meaning hard to see and and that there seems to have been delay in things even you've said and and so we understand that you're there you're walking close there's an opportune moment that we have to invite you into our boat into our circumstances and so lord just pray that that would be sealed in the heart of everyone that's listening right now that they would know that you are close um that you have not uh, sailed off to another planet and have us fending for ourselves. And, um, but you are actively at work here on earth, not just in the United States, but on earth for there to be such an advance for your kingdom to be established as never before the truth of who you are, your ways okay. to be established in every area of society. Thank you, Lord, for everyone that's listening right now. Pray that yeah. a fresh anointing would come on everyone, Lord encouragement from your from your presence lord you personally as the good shepherd lay hands on every one of your sons and daughters that are listening right now let their bodies even reverberate with your presence and with your power and let them have the courage to shine with your light wherever you have given them an opportunity uh, to do so in these days now in the days to come thank you lord in jesus name we pray amen 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 anything last minute uh, announcement on anything um, no, we're good. Restore7.org. Just 
again, it, the, the book we have, Rise, that we're, we, we, we had run out for a while and just strongly recommend it as a tool. There's a chapter on each one of the seven mountains. It doesn't repeat, uh, but it, what we're talking about today, because that came out of the I am statements. But if there is a part of you who just wants to better understand how the Lord wants to partner with you in bringing solutions, bringing his kingdom to specific area of society, that is just a, a, a book that um, we strongly recommend as a chart that's invaluable and it's very, very unique. And um, those that have gotten it have commented how it's changed their life forever. So we just want you to find that. It's called Rise, Reformers Influencing Society Every Day. You'll find it on restore7.org and somehow figure out how to connect to getting it. All right. All right, Charlie Shamp will be with us tomorrow, 11 o'clock Pacific. Be there. All right. Thank you, Johnny, very, very much. Have a great day, everybody. See you in the morning. Bye-bye. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.